Hello and welcome to this episode of the Jones and Bartlett Learning Podcast Series. My name is Bill Kimball. Today we're talking with Mary Connolly, author of Skills-Based Health Education. Ms. Connolly is an accomplished health education professional whose career spans nearly four decades and includes teaching and administration in public schools and higher education. She served on the committee to revise the National Health Education Standards and is a member of the Massachusetts Interdisciplinary Health Education and Human Services Advisory Council and the American School Health Association Coordinators Committee. Additionally, she is a reviewer for the National Council for Accreditation of Teacher Education. Mary is an adjunct professor of health education at Curry College, where she teaches an undergraduate personal health course infused with skills. At Cambridge College, Professor Connolly teaches graduate students implementing curriculum in the health classroom and building and evaluating the coordinated school health program. Thanks for joining us today, Mary. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. My first question for you can you tell us what inspired you to write skills-based health education? Well, that's a great question. Um, in 2005 or six, I was invited to join the committee that revised the National Health Education Standards. And that took a couple of years to do. And uh, after I finished that, I was sold on them. And um, I, I teach a course in curriculum to teachers, training them how to to um, teach skills, and I was using a book, but it really did not suit my needs. And I kept looking around and looking around, and I couldn't find anything. And I went to a conference in Newport, Rhode Island, and um, after the presentation I made, I went into the exhibit hall and was looking for books, stopped by Jones and Bartlett, and said, gee, do you have anything on skills-based health education? And the woman that was at the booth said, no, would you like to write one? And I said, I would like to do that, yes, and here we are. One of the unique features of your text is that it educates users on how to teach the national health education skills. Can you speak to why that is so important? Sure, I'll be glad to. The um, goal of the National Health Education Standards is to help students develop and maintain healthy behaviors. And the only way that that can happen is by the student learning and practicing skills. And uh, they don't necessarily need to know everything. For example, pretty much everyone knows smoking is bad for you and has facts about tobacco and all of that. However, what people need the skills that they need not to smoke have to do with refusal skills and um, knowing why they're influenced to smoke and all of that. So those are skills that we can teach students and help them to um, develop and maintain healthy behavior. So the focus is on skill building and targeting content that they need in order to um, learn those skills and, and develop and maintain healthy behaviors. How does your book compare to other textbooks on the market? My book, Skills-Based Health Education, is very, very different from anything that I have seen on the market. Let me just tell you a few of the uh, unique features. First of all, the book trains teachers to examine data in order to begin their planning. So where does that data come from? It comes from the CDC. It comes from youth risk behavior surveys in their district, from their state it comes from uh, data from their school nurse, from their community surveys, and so forth. So first, the teacher has to identify the risk factors or the needs of their student. And then the teacher is trained to go into the National Health Education Standards, look at Standard 1, which is content, and find a performance indicator that will really target the content the student needs to reduce that risk behavior. Then the teacher is trained to go into the skills standards, which are two through eight, 
and do the same thing. Which of these skills would help my student um, increase their physical activity, for example? So they may choose decision-making, deciding whether they should stay in after school or to, to join a sports club or a sports activity after school or in their community. It may be examining... Um, analyzing influences where the student tries to understand why they're inactive. Maybe all of their friends just go hang out after school instead of being physically active. So it, um, it trains the teacher to look at the performance indicators because those performance indicators are tied to research that shows that learning these skills decreases the risk factors. So it's all very targeted. The content is targeted to the need, and so is the skill. So that makes it very, very unique. Also, um, once, that, once that planning is underway, the teacher also uses formative assessment um, while the students are trying to figure out how they're going to make a demonstration of what they know in content and a demonstration of what they know and what can do in their skill. Um, so it becomes very student-centered. The students are very active in their learning. They're, they're trying to um, respond to a challenge that the teacher has given them in the form of a prompt, such as Bill hangs out with his friends after school and uh, goes on um, Facebook all afternoon. And while they're there, they're munching on chips and, and ice cream. And uh, your challenge is, how can, how can you help Bill get away from the computer and get out and become physically active? So from that challenge, and those challenges are all based on performance indicators from the content and the skills, then the student has to figure out how he or she is going to demonstrate to the teacher that he knows the content and he can demonstrate the skill. So it becomes very student-centered. The student is very actively engaged. And the teacher will assess the student in his or her preparation by formatively assessing them as they are practicing, keeping them on task so that they are on, always thinking of the performance indicators so they don't sort of veer off and go somewhere else. And um, at the end, when the student demonstrates what they know and are able to do, the teacher uses an analytical rubric, which is a summative assessment, and then uses the data for that summative assessment to decide if he or she needs to make a change in their learning, in their teaching techniques. So it's using data on the front end to determine student need, and it's using data based on formative and summative assessments on the back end than to improve teaching and learning. So it's a real great cycle. And that's very different from anything that is, is out there that I know of because I did research in order to write the book, and I think it really targets students in trying to help them have healthier behaviors because it targets the skill and it targets the content that will reduce those risk factors. And finally, what is the biggest takeaway you hope readers get from your book? Teaching skills is very exciting. It's a very exciting pedagogy. It's different from standing and delivering content and asking your students to take their head off the desk because they're tired or bored or whatever. The students will not be bored during this um, skills-based unit because they are involved in the learning. They are actively involved from every minute that prompt 
is given to them until the t day that they present it. So it's a very exciting pedagogy, and it's very student-centered, and it will help students develop healthier behaviors, which is the goal of the National Health Education Standards. So the pedagogy stays very true to the, to the essence of the national standards. Also, it allows the teacher to assess teaching and learning as the students are practicing for their demonstration through the formative assessments and then in the end using the summative assessments, seeing how things work out. Do I need to tweak this part of my instruction? Do I need to add a little bit more? Do I need to cut back a little bit more? So it's using data to always improve the delivery of services to the students. And the teacher will find that, that they really enjoy it because they, it puts them in the role of the coach rather than the role of the stand-and-deliver person who then has to correct behavior and all of that. The role of the coach is a much better role for the teacher to take because it, it improves relationships with the students and it helps, them, it helps the teacher to guide the students along toward proficiency. And it's a whole different relationship. And we know the coaching model works through athletics and uh, is sort of taking that model and putting it into the classroom. And it's a very exciting um, pedagogy, and I think once people get into it and they understand how to do it, they will love it. Thanks again for joining us today, Mary. You are very welcome. It was my pleasure. Well, that concludes this episode of the Jones and Bartlett Learning Podcast Series. To learn more about foundation skills-based health education or to request a complimentary review copy, visit go.jblearning.com slash Connolly. That's go.jblearning.com slash Connolly. C-O-N-N-O-L-L-Y. Jones and Bartlett Learning, a division of Ascend Learning, is a world-leading provider of instructional, assessment, and learning performance management solutions for secondary, post-secondary, and professional markets. To learn more about Jones and Bartlett Learning, visit the corporate website at www.jblearning.com.